made the tease. You said there was something unique about this sacrifice, this Passover lamb. What was different? Because there were so many times that God gave instructions on how the sacrifice needed to go, and this one was different. It was. Did you figure it out? I, I hate to put the pressure I'm on just, you. I'm just on the edge. A, it's a toughie. I'm on the edge of my seat waiting to hear it with everybody else. Well, I was I was amazed back in the day when I went, oh, really? So the Passover sacrifice in Egypt changed everything about sacrificial offerings. Now, see, there have been lots of offerings, right? From the We talked about the garden. Uh, you have Abraham, and he's walking through. He's cutting the pieces he's walking through. I mean, there's all this ritual that goes on. Uh, but this one is very, very different. For the first time, the people were told to eat the sacrifice. Mm. That's when that happened. Why? Because Jesus was the Passover lamb. Before then, God walked through the pieces of the sacrifice, yeah, that's fine, or they placed it on an altar and burned it entirely. The Passover meal and the marriage supper of the lamb are the same meal. It's not a sacrifice that you can just watch burn. It has to enter you, to become one with you, to save you. As and, simple as you can put it. And you have to choose to eat it. You, you do. Nobody's going to put it in there for you. It's not going to fling itself at you. No. There is more going on in the Garden of Eden in the shadow than kind of meets the eye. You know, instead of communing with God, Eve communed with Satan. Mm. Eventually had a meal with him, as did Adam. Here's Genesis 3. When the woman saw that the fruit of the tree was good for food and pleasing to the eye and also desirable for gaining wisdom, she took some and ate. Hmm. She also gave some to her husband who was with her, and he ate it. Remember, the garden was a shadow of a future wedding. That's what's going to happen to us one day. We're the bride of Christ. Hmm. So Eve did more than eat the forbidden fruit. She was at her wedding when the devil was defaming God, who was her groom. Hmm. Satan wasn't just tempting her to sin. He was tempting her to see God differently. Yeah. He was making a proposal of a better future, of a different future, of a different communion, a different meal. What did God tell her? Do not do it. <laughs> you will certainly die. The serpent said to the woman, for God knows that when you eat from it, your eyes will be opened. You'll be like God, knowing good and evil. He says, you will not certainly die. Sadly, when she accepted and ate the fruit, she also accepted the devil's proposal. She chose to know both good and evil instead of knowing God. Mm. Better choice. Mm. We think of Adam and Eve as the groom and bride, but in reality, Jesus was always the bridegroom. That's why he's dying. He's being slain from the foundation of the world. The devil is trying to stop the wedding between man and God. That's why all sin for a Christian is adultery, ultimately. Mm. After Adam named his wife... The next shadow of the Passover comes about. Yehovah Elohim made garments of skin for Adam and his wife and clothed them. That's God made something out of skin. He killed something. God was the first to kill an animal to cover the sins of Adam and Eve. And later he'd be the one to give his own life to cover forever the sins of mankind. It doesn't spell it out as lambs, but we pretty much know that. Or at least assume that. So Passover actually begins thousands of years before Moses killed the first Passover lambs whose blood covered the doorpost of every Israelite home in Egypt. It's not about slavery or even about the Israelites. It's about God taking a bride. You begin every Passover with the lighting of candles. Light is a symbol of God's presence. Although Eve led the human race into sin, God chose Mary to be the mother of Jesus who would redeem mankind. If you notice, Eve was the first to fall 
and the first to be redeemed. Every Friday night at Jewish Sabbath meals, it's the woman of the household who has the honor of lighting the festival lights. That's why. Mm. Likewise, to be to begin the Passover Seder, the woman of the household has the honor of lighting those festival lights. They say, blessed are you, Jehovah, our God, King of the universe, who sent your only son, Yeshua, the Messiah, to be the light of the world and our Passover lamb, that through him we might live. Amen. Amen. In Luke 1, when Mary visited Elizabeth, she was filled with the Holy Spirit. In a loud voice, she exclaimed, blessed are you among women, and blessed is the child you will bear. Well, since this portion is about blessing, in our house, this is where we take time to bless each other. Uh, Jehovah bless you and keep you. Jehovah make his face to shine on you and be gracious to you. Jehovah turn his face towards you and give you peace. It's number 6, 24 through 26. What's the final judgment for Christians? Romans 14, for we all stand before God's judgment seat. It's written, as surely as I live, says the Lord, every knee will bow before me, every tongue, and acknowledge God. So then each of us will give an account of ourselves to God. See, we all imagine standing before all of heaven as the books are open and all our sins and failures played on the big screen. And we kind of get that image from Revelation 20. And I saw the dead, great and small, standing before the throne. Books were open. Another book was open, which is the book of life. The dead were judged according to what they had done as recorded in the books. This event was just Passover in heaven. We're sitting with Jesus as he takes the bread and he looks at us. This is my body broken for you. Your mm. sins are many but not as many as the stripes. Yeah. Your failures are many, but not as many as the holes. I've longed to eat this meal with you here forever. See, he trumps all the things that we could screw up. This week of Passover begins today, but it's a week long. Micah 7:19 describes a sea of forgetfulness. He will again have compassion on us, and he will subdue our iniquities. He will cast all our sins into the depths of the sea. Do you get that? <laughs> I love that scripture because he sees our sins as our enemies. He subdues them, casts them into the sea. The week of Passover has quite a lot of activities involved in it. The gathering of relatives, the finding of a suitable place to have the meal, and so much more. And, of course, collecting the most important guest, the lamb. For Jesus, who is coming to be that sacrificial lamb, he would be the focus of much activity. John 12, 1 says, Jesus, therefore, six days before the Passover, came to Bethany where Lazarus was, whom Jesus had raised from the dead. And raising Lazarus was very recent. We don't know how recent, but it was probably weeks or months. And Jesus is there to eat the Sabbath meal with them. Mary somehow knew that Jesus was going to die and anoints him with expensive burial perfume. Mm -hmm. Judas argues she's wasting money, but we know he's a thief. And we know the Pharisees had offered money for help to get Jesus since Lazarus was raised from the dead. And we know Judas did, in fact, betray him for money. So we kind of know the end of that story. Coming up, we're going to jump to what we call the 10th day. All right, so you're counting down in the calendar. So you'd go back four days. Today's the 14th day of Nisan. And go back to the 10th day and see the significance of that day. Uh, in the life of the Passover lamb and the life of Jesus.